Miller and the Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball program have an opportunity to do something very special this season. I'll explain what that something is. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hope you had a great weekend. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you listen to podcasts, including on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day here on Lockdown Bearcats. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, May 22nd, 40 days from now. The Cincinnati Bearcats are members of the Big 12. And the opportunity that Wes Miller and the Bearcats men's basketball program has this year is they can restore themselves as the signature program at the University of Cincinnati. Historically, they are the signature program when you think of the University of Cincinnati. Over the last few seasons, football, I think, has taken over as that. But with all that the Bearcats have done on the hardwood this offseason, the transfers they have landed, most recently over the weekend with Aziz Bandago, Aziz Ben, I, I, I already am forgetting if it's Bandago or Bandago, uh, Bandago, Aziz Bandago. The Cincinnati Bearcats have an amazing opportunity to restore themselves as the signature program on campus. And I think if Bandego is eligible this season, which that's the thing, he may not be. But think about this for a minute. Think about ESPN's Jonathan Javoni had Bandego as his number four player available in the portal, and the Cincinnati Bearcats landed him. And obviously, when the news broke over the weekend, I'm sure most of you were ecstatic. I'm sure most of you... I mean, I had someone say to me on Twitter, hey, Cincinnati Bearcats are going to be on top in the Big 12 next year. And And at first, I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. Then I thought about this. Why can't they be? Why can't the Cincinnati Bearcats be at the top of the Big 12? In a conference that, yes, has been dominated by Kansas since since before Blackberries were the big thing, going back to the mid-2000s, even though Kansas has dominated the conference every year, I feel like going into every college basketball season, the Big 12 is wide open. Any team can win that conference. Last year, you had 10 teams, and all 10 of them were essentially still playing for NCAA tournament hopes come the start of the Big 12 tournament. This year, you're going to have 14 teams. Would it shock you if all of them or close to all of them still had NCAA tournament aspirations by the time mid-February rolls around, or even all the way up to the conference tournament? 
the Cincinnati Bearcats, given what they have done, given what they have done this offseason, how they have retooled their roster, and Bandego is the latest example of that, and probably the biggest example of that, all of a sudden, I'm still being realistic with my expectations, and I hope you are as well. But I'm here to tell you that it's okay to have high expectations for this team this season because of the talent that is now on their roster. The fact that you were able to land transfers who everyone knew about, from C.J. Frederick to Seamus Lukosius to now Aziz Bandego, you now have a roster that is absolutely capable of playing themselves into the NCAA tournament. And I thought what was really interesting, I thought what was really interesting at the day one tour here in Central Ohio on Thursday last week, Molly Alvey, women's volleyball head coach, I thought she said something. No, actually, no, I think it was more thinking about it. It was Katrina Merriweather who said this. It was Katrina Merriweather, women's basketball head coach, new women's basketball head coach who said this. When you played, when the Bearcats played in the American Athletic Conference, and this was especially true last year, and this was especially true the last really four seasons for men's basketball, it's always been true for football, and in women's basketball it was absolutely the case. Soon as you lost a game, your season was over. The Cincinnati Bearcats now are going to be in the Big 12, and from a basketball standpoint, if they are to drop a game to, let's say, Houston or, let's say, Kansas State, the season does not have to end. The season is still very much live because you're going to be playing competitive teams. The strength, the strength of schedule is going, to be, is going to be better. Kempom rankings are going to be better. There is, so, there is a, a greater margin for error, and I don't think we're talking about that enough. The fact that if you drop a game as a Big 12 school, it is okay. Now, it's never okay to lose. As long as you learn from it, that's fine. But if the Bearcats drop a game, from a fan's perspective, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the season. When the Bearcats blew that 13-point lead to Houston last year in late January, not only was it crushing because they lost the game, but it was crushing in the fact that the season was essentially over because there were no more opportunities to earn quad one wins. They'd already played Houston twice. They didn't play Memphis until the very end of the season, and that wasn't probably going to do much anyway. Now, let's say you play Kansas twice in basketball next year, and if the Bearcats do drop both games, which is, you know, likely, given Kansas is a very, very good program, and the Bearcats are still in a rebuild mode, if you drop both games to Kansas by the end of January, the season does not have have to be over because there's still so many good teams that you can play. Houston twice, potentially. West Virginia twice, potentially. Again, you can play any team twice in the conference. So that's what I'm most looking forward to. And the fact that you're able to land a player like Bandago and the fact that we have a retooled roster combined with the combined with the return of Victor Locken, combined with the, and I was thinking about this the other day, the fact that the Bearcats are bringing in players like Rayvon Griffith, and the player I'm most excited about is Jizzle James. I don't know if you, if you, any of you have watched this, 
but I'm a big fan of the show A Football Life on NFL Network. I've been watching that a lot lately. And one of the episodes I watched recently was on Edrin James, of course, the father of Jizzle James, Edrin, Pro Football Hall of Fame running back, former running back of the Colts. And what's so great about this Bearcats program is they're landing players who have parents, fathers, who are Hall of Famers. Adrian James, at one point in time, was one of the best running backs in pro football on one of the best offenses in recent NFL history. And the fact that his son is now a member of the Cincinnati Bearcats, and they show Jizzle's commitment to Cincinnati in that A Football Life episode. How cool is that? That's now part of the Bearcats basketball program. Wes Miller has quietly the last two years been rebuilding this program. Now he has an opportunity to restore it as its signature program. Big 12, best basketball conference in the country. Jordan Brand Unis, it's all in his hands. The momentum that is with the Bearcats men's basketball program right now is immense. There's another reason for it. I'm going to get into that. Plus, I'm going to talk to you about how you should manage your expectations after the commitment of Aziz Vandego over the weekend. We will get into that after I explain to you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bill Bar. So looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. you got to try this. What makes Bill Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining the amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. All you have to do is head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars you can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box. Their hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. You can thank me later. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up on the show this week, including tomorrow, Russ Heltman. My colleague at All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated are going to join me to talk about Aziz Bandego's commitment, plus how he thinks the Bearcats are going to fare this season following his commitment. And as Russ texted me on Saturday, tourney time, that got the wheels going. Because, look, you mentioned the words NCAA tournament. And I have hosted this podcast for almost a year and a half. And I've been fortunate to cover the Bearcats through, and I've been fortunate to host this podcast through the transition from Luke Fickle to Scott Satterfield. I've been fortunate to host this podcast as the Bearcats make the transition to the Big 12. But I've yet to cover a a, a football game. I've yet to cover an NCAA tournament game. Involving the Bearcats. I was fortunate to go to the tournament this year up here in Columbus. But the Bearcats in the NCAA tournament have not had that yet. So when you mention the words tourney time, that got me thinking. Could this team go to the NCAA tournament next year? I think there's a very real chance. Now, what does 
make things difficult is the fact that there are 14 teams in the Big 12. It is going to be an absolute war in that conference next year. For teams like Houston, I mean, I don't care how good Houston is and how much and how long they were number one in the country last year. The fact that they now, they're not going to be able to feast on Tulsa and SMU and all the other teams from the American regularly. I mean, they too are going to face a potential Saturday, Monday, where they face two of the top teams in the Big 12. You finally feel like the Bearcats with Houston, for the first time in years, are on a level playing field. And the Bearcats roster, I believe it. And the Bearcats, look, they played Houston tough in two of the three games last year. The Cincinnati Bearcats roster right now, and again, we don't know if Bandega was going to be eligible this year. Uh, Justin Williams of The Athletic, who always does a great job with uh, news like this. So the what we know is this. Bandego, um, Jonathan Giovanni again, he's transferring. Jonathan Giovanni said that he's transferring for his mental health. So who obviously, and I'm quoting uh, Justin's reporting The Athletic as well as uh, Sam Vicenni the, the, the and more in the athletic. Um, he'll be trying to get Mandego a mental health waiver, which he would need to play right away. Now, I'm not now that's interesting to me. So, that's saying to me if he doesn't get that, then he's not gonna be able to play this season. Now, he does have two seasons of eligibility remaining. This is obvious. I mean, this reminds me a lot of James Hudson back in 2019. He transfers to Cincinnati. He doesn't play that season. He did get to play the bowl game. He did play in 2020. He's now an offensive lineman with the Cleveland Browns. But I remember that whole saga through the essentially the whole offseason. It reached ahead in August. And basically, the the perception on the Cincinnati side was that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan didn't do everything they could have to help James Hudson and allow him to be eligible to play for the Cincinnati Bearcats in 2019. And now you hope this doesn't happen here with Aziz Bandego. Now I, we're going to find out more this week, what exactly this entails. If that means he has to sit out a year, which would be, Obviously crushing for me, for you as fans, because then you won't get to see him play. But if he does play, and again, the Cincinnati Bearcats realistically probably aren't going to win the Big 12 next year because there are some really good teams in that conference. We know that. But that doesn't mean the Bearcats are, are not going to be a competitive team. And by competitive, could six and could, it, that's the thing, bare minimum. And you look at the Big 12 standings last year and the teams who made the tournament. You look at the teams last year, and I've had this conversation with several people. What the Bearcats men's basketball conference record needs to be next year in order to reach the NCAA tournament. All right, here you go. West Virginia went 7-11, and and they were a nine seed in the tournament. You're telling me the Bearcats can't go 7-11 and with the roster they have? And by the way... UCF is joining them. They swept them last year, the Bearcats, in two very, very competitive games. All right? TCU, Iowa State, both went 9-9. Nine and nine. 
and we're saying that the Bearcats can't do that. 500. And, and Iowa State, by the way, finished, and, and those teams tied for essentially fifth in the Big 12. If the Bearcats go 9-9, nine nine, they're going to be a tournament team. As long as they don't fall flat on their face in the Big 12 tournament. And as long as they do well in non-conference. But what saves them is there's no pressure on them in non-conference play. Again, as I mentioned in segment one, the fact that the Cincinnati Bearcats, I mean, I mean last year when they lost to Arizona and they got swept, not, almost swept, I should say, they lost two games in Maui and then they lose to Xavier. It felt like the season was over before it even began. This year, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that because the Big 12 is going to save them because you're going to have so many opportunities to earn quad one wins in conference play alone. So if the Bearcats can go at least 7-11, and 11, how are they not a tournament team? How are they not a tournament team? They can with a 7-11 and 11 record. If Bandago plays and they do that, if he doesn't play. Now, here's the thing if he does play. What's he going to bring? Obviously, a dominant front court presence. He averaged a double-double last season. He was terrific in the uh, in the Elite Eight of the NIT when the Bearcats played Utah Valley out in Orem, Utah. And the, the thing the Bearcats have lacked the last few seasons is a dominant front court. Well, pair him with Victor Lockett and you're set. And then you add in the depth of Odio Guama. If Bandago can play this season, you do lose some depth. But what you have this year in the Bearcats roster, regardless of Bandago's status, is more versatility, more ways to score. And your front court is going to be key. Because you are going to, I mean, every game in the Big 12 is going to feel like a tournament game. It's going to be physical. It's going to be, it's going to be a battle. And your expectations should be still tampered. Is it fair to expect this team to make the tournament? To a degree, maybe 30 to 40%. I would still say, just hope this team is competitive in the Big 12 next year. Because it's going to be a battle. It's ambitious to think they can go to the tournament. Then again, they had a good team last year. If you put that Bearcats team in the Big 12 last year, they were in the tournament. 20 and 11, and or whatever uh, whatever they were last year. I think they were 21 and tw- 21 and 12. 21, were they? 21 and 11, excuse me. 21 and, were they? Yeah, 21 and 11. And you're telling me, wait, weren't they 21 and 11? Yeah, they were. 11 and 7 in conference play. You're telling me that wouldn't have made the tournament in the Big 12? Baylor was 11 and 7, 23 and 11 overall. Kansas State 11 and 7, 26 and 10. Iowa State was 19 and 14. TCU 22 and 13. Uh, West Virginia 19 and 15. West Virginia lost 14 games and still made the tournament. That's why the being in the Big 12 is going to be so much, so much more advantageous. And here's the other thing as far as restoring yourself as the signature program. The Cincinnati Bearcats football program has been the best program at the at the university over the last few seasons. But they're going to be, I think, in a dip in transition. And basketball has remained relevant enough where they can take back that title, especially now being in the Big 12 in the Jordan Unis. So as football transitions, and it might be harder for them, basketball is a huge opportunity. And Wes Miller plays a big role in that. We'll talk more about Aziz Bandego, and we will look 
ahead to what should be a great week here on Locked On Bearcats. And we got a very special happy birthday in the Bearcats community today. All of that explained after I explain to you how this episode of Locked On Bearcats is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So there's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. I love betting on FanDuel because of the great promotions every day. It's a safe and secure app, and I get paid instantly. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so coming up this week, what do we got here on Lockdown Bearcats? Obviously, much more on the commitment of Aziz Bandego, the last open scholarship player. And, and again, it just really, you talk about the job Wes Miller has done in rebuilding this program. Because I remember the state of the program when he got here. It was in shambles. Uh, you had four scholarship players on the roster. And all of a sudden, that day, you had two players exit the transfer portal, back to Cincinnati. And then you look at the players he's been able to land in the transfer portal. Landers Nolik, Louis Zickpeg, Rob Finnessy. Now you're landing guys like C.J. Frederick and Aziz Bandego and Jameel Reynolds and Seamus Lukosius. And then you're able to land recruits like Rayvon Griffith and Jizzle James. What you're selling, and Wes Miller is a master recruiter. If there's anything that we've learned, and I saw this firsthand on Thursday, he is a master recruiter of the program. And this is coming from a guy who, prior to taking over as head coach in April of 2021, had never been to the city of Cincinnati. But yet he knows Bearcats men's basketball. It's interesting that Jordan Unis, well, he played for North Carolina. And i that's the one thing that I took solace in when he was hired. The fact that he played at a major royal blue blood in North Carolina. The Bearcats have never had that in program history as a head coach, because throughout history, it's been from Bob Huggins to, well, it's got to be an alum or it's got to be a Cincinnati guy. Wes Miller's not that. And yet you feel like it's still working. Everybody I talk to, everybody I talk to keeps telling me you, you're in great hands. Something along those lines. It's unbelievable. The Bearcats have the opportunity to do something special this year. Restore themselves as the signature program at the University of Cincinnati. Jordan Brand Unis are helping that immensely. Now it's if these freshmen and these transfer commits, if they all come into fruition, I think they can. We'll find out if they do just that. All right, so Neil Meyer, hoping to have him on this week. Zach and Sean, as well as Zach Fries in the Freeze Frame Podcast and Pro Football Focus. Sean from iHeartMedia Cincinnati. Of course, Russ Heltman joining me tomorrow. More on Aziz Bandego, more on the Bearcats men's basketball roster and how it's taking shape. And of course, the latest from, I mean, we are entering the a, a true period where there's not a lot going on. And June and July, we go down to three days a week. Right now, I'm looking at episodes being posted Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every week until we are back to five days a week come August. And 
the start of fall camp. Plenty to get to come then. Working on a special show live Saturday, July 1st, when the Bearcats officially become members of the Big 12. Of course, we are working on many more great things for the start of football season. 103 days away from the start of the Bearcats football season. The season opener Saturday, September 2nd at, or excuse me, yeah, at Historic Nippert Stadium against Eastern Kentucky. 124 days away from the conference opener against Oklahoma. And then, of course, 40 days away from the Bearcats officially being members of the Big 12. And 111 days until the Bengals season opener, 126 until Bengals and Rams, and then 223 until the Bengals Chiefs. All right, that's going to do it for me today here on Lockdown Bearcats and the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ Heldman from my my colleague from all Bearcats and Sports Illustrated joining me tomorrow on this show. I'm on Twitter, Frankie underscore 92 ends and an ATI. Instagram, Alex Frank, not underscore email, Alex3Frank at gmail.com. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a fantastic, fantastic rest of your day. Start to the week. I'm back tomorrow here on Lockdown Bearcats, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.